Welcome into another edition of College Golf Talk. Steve Burkowski, Brentley Romine with you. October winding down a really big couple of weeks on tap uh, to conclude the fall season for most teams. Uh, Brentley, uh, we'll get into that. Also going to have Lutvig Aberg from Texas Tech, one of the best amateurs in the entire world, joining us as a special guest a little bit later on in the show. You're going to want to hang around for that, but we've got plenty to get to, so we're going to get right into it. And of course, as always, College Golf Talk brought to you by Velocity Global. We know them, and they seamlessly connect employers and talent, anyone, anywhere, anytime, anyhow. Its global work platform is built on cloud-based technology, compliance expertise, and unmatched scale in 185 countries in all 50 United States. The world of work, it is forever changed. Talent can live anywhere, work for anyone, and get the job done. More than 1,000 businesses engage top talent in another state or country without the need to set up a foreign entity or registration, and they rely on Velocity Global to make it simple and compliant. Velocity Global, accelerating the future of work. If you would like to learn more, head on over to velocityglobal.com slash golf. Brentley, good to catch up in one of those crazy weeks since Seminole to, you know, have life get in the way. But uh, we've got a lot moving on and we'll get right to it. In Atlanta, a few days, the East Lake Cup. Um, Going to be great to see a lot of the teams that we saw make a run at Greyhawks sort of reconvene about six months later. Well, it's good to be back on with you, Burko. Uh, we're actually doing this on video, too. I know people listening won't be able to to see it, but um Definitely can tell it's been a busy week for you. Look a little bit like Chris McCandless into the wild. Maybe, uh, you, you know, know when, when I don't have to shave, I love it. When you <laughs> drop the kids off at school this morning and hit every light, every bus, you know, things can get away from you. I know, by how the many, way, let's paint the inside of the house too while we're at it. How many lights do you have between you and mm. the school? Great question. One, two, three, four. I'm going to go about eight or nine. So that's that's awful. That's too yeah. many lights. I yeah. Mean, and if you want to push the limits of the law, you can sometimes time it. But if you miss one, you've you've missed them all. So you missed them all. Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, there's hopefully there's not that many red lights between here and East Lake Cup because I am driving up. That's my thing. If we're within six hours seven hours i always like to just throw stuff in the trunk hop on i-75 going north six hours i'll be at east lake um playing in the college jam so watch out if you're out riding your golf cart getting the lay of the land on sunday and just you know keep your head on a swivel but um good field right the, the men's the men's side i think um is what i'm most looking forward to i think it was the opposite at stevens cup the, the women's side to see stanford and wake forest but Stanford's hosting their old, uh, own event. We'll talk about that later. But the men's side, when you have Vanderbilt, Texas, Arizona State, and Pepperdine, I mean, these are four teams, probably four of the best six or seven teams in the country. And so just looking forward to it's, – it's a different format too, right? It's a little bit of a sprint, 18 holes, get into match play. Um, I know a lot of people kind of – you know, kind of uh, diminish the importance of the event, maybe certain rankings buddies that you got in little Twitter beefs with recently, but uh, it's, it's a great event. Um, 
and I'm I'm excited to get up there. Yeah, likewise, I'll fly. Certainly won't drive if it's longer than a tank of gas. Uh, it is not worth it, in my estimation. Intrigued to see Vandy. I mean, we know who they are, but to see them in person, front and center, uh, and especially when we saw the Tar Heels from North Carolina do it seminal, I think it's a great chance for them to sort of put their stamp on on something that will mimic the NCAA championships and um, you know, you alluded to the fact Stanford women going to be hosting their events and so we won't see them there, but I, I still think it's the front and center of a great year season to say, Hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going to invite you here. I, I just, I think it's a really neat initiative. We came up with to say, here's a good perk and we can continue to sort of move it forward. And some teams look a lot like they did in May. And then you get Texas men that looked nothing like they did when they won a national championship. So uh, I will say, watch out, watch out, uh, keep an eye on the transfer portal and keep an eye on maybe some early enrollees, something Texas is going to look a lot different. I have a feeling in a few months than we see them right now, but just throwing that out there, just keep it, keep an eye on. Well, the individual you're not naming, but you're thinking about will end up at one of the two schools for the men that are playing at East Lake Cup. And then once this all happens, then we can tell you which two teams it's down to. <laughs> but, you know, that's just a little cryptic portal message. Uh, but before things get going right, uh, gosh, gets going this morning, right? Golf Club of Georgia, good, strong field, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, Bama, Virginia. Pepperdine did this last year. They yep. go seven straight days. I sort of love it. Stanford will be there. Texas A&M. I'm intrigued to see if Tennessee – we know they're good. Are they really good? Can Georgia Tech sort of take care of business down the road? Um, there, there's 10 or 12 teams beyond the top two that I think really at this point have a chance to do something special come May. Yeah, this is a big event for Georgia Tech. Your home turf, to be able to defend that. Haven't had the – they've had a decent fall, but probably not the fall that you would expect from a team that was a preseason top five program. And then interested to see, as you said, Tennessee. I mean, are they as good as the football team? I don't know. I think they got a lot of, I don't want to call it false confidence, but they, they got a lot of confidence from winning that one match against Vanderbilt. But I want to see them, you know, in a field like this, do this over 54 holes. I think they can do it. They just have to, they have to show me first um, before I really get on the bandwagon like I begrudgingly am with the football team. I think they're, I think the football team's really good. They are. Um, no skin in that game. Don't like either of them. <laughs> anti-skin. Yeah, anti-skin. One, one of the best regular season college football games I've kept my eye on in years. That was uh, intriguing. But they've got – I think they have to go to Athens in a couple of weeks. If you can then knock off Georgia, yeah, watch out. But uh, that was a heck of a game. Um, good, to, good to see somebody shake up Alabama. Um, that that was an old narrative that still might not go away. They could still run the table like they did losing to A and M last year, as we talk football and college golf at the same time. But it's why we love it so much. And then right down the road from us, Central Florida, Isleworth, a strong field. The Gators, the Illini, Auburn, LSU, and Arizona. Uh, Florida has had moments of wow, they're one of the four or five best, and then other moments of. Mm, I need more. Is Illinois, is this 
after maybe a, a lean two or three years for them, maybe the season they could win it all. Um, you start thinking about these three events in eight days, maybe as good of a stretch in terms of the best teams in the country, all within 300 miles playing three different events. Yeah. And very, very disappointed to be missing the Iowa event. Um, it normally doesn't overlap the East Lake cup, but this, this week, uh, unfortunately it does, but, uh, best food spread, I think in college golf is at Iowa. They really do a great job. So that's my highlight for that tournament is the food. And I know, uh, I know Mike Small is going to be going for seconds or thirds like he does every year. Why, why cheat yourself? If it's out there, you live it up. From the men to the women, you touched on the fact that Stanford hosting their annual tournament, um, sponsored or presented by Dr. Condoleezza Rice, always a great field. Stanford, Arizona State, Georgia, Florida, San Jose State, San Jose State Southern Cal, Texas, Virginia, Stanford's B team that I'll go on record right now. They're going to finish. There's in the 19 top five. teams. Yeah, well, they, they will finish in the field. I, I was going to finish in the top five. They top will finish five. in the top five. So they're going to beat one of those teams that you just mentioned. Yes. Or two, two yeah. of those teams. Because I looked at the list. A, it's their home course, but you've got Carolina Sturdza. Uh, you got Leia. I could be wrong, but they're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with it. They're finishing All fifth right. or better. So there could be I'll a say, four-way tie for fifth, but we'll see. I'll say eight, eight probably. Although it, it is their home course, so uh, you know you you, you got to get over the power lines in the first hole, and if you can do that, uh, you can play pretty well there. So uh, th- that that's a great event, though. That'll be a good event. Kind of kind of gonna miss them at uh at East Lake, but um. You know, you can't when you got 19 teams in the field, you can't just say, uh, by the way, we uh, got invited to, to this party instead. So have fun. And Walker scheduling. We like to give her the business. She didn't quite look at her calendar uh, properly. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, what are your expectations from the Cardinal coming off of uh, what they were able to do at Seminole? And, and you're at home to me. They should go win this thing by double digits. Doesn't mean they're going to, but when you're the best team in the country playing at home, show everyone else that you've got a long way to go. Yeah, and and plus you look at what happened at regionals last year where they didn't win, and I believe they finished third, um, second or third. But I think this is kind of the revenge game for that as well. Uh, not only what happened last week, you know, lo- losing the 54-hole Stevens Cup stroke play portion to – Wake Forest, which, but which it means nothing for everyone out <laughs> we, there that we've we've established that um, <laughs> means nothing. All um, due respect to the rankings, and the, the it, it means nothing. Does it, yeah, Sorry. yeah. It it means a little bit, but uh, but I I understand they they didn't leave home with the trophy. They didn't have to carry the trophy on the plane. But um, but yeah, this is a this is kind of a revenge game, I think, for what happened at regionals. It seems like that Stanford hosts at least one regular season and one conference regional there every year. So, um, so they 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 really know the course. Obviously, they practice and play there every day. I'm I'm thinking they win big. Um, you know, there's some great teams in there, but there's no teams I think that are that are really playing their best golf. I mean, we saw USC have an early exit from Seminole. Arizona State's very young. I think Texas is probably playing the best out of anyone. Um, but I, I think Stanford wins by uh, 15, 20. I think it's fair. I'm also, 
I'm also intrigued to watch Virginia. Virginia's had moments this fall to get in position to win tournaments, and they haven't closed them out. Um, maybe a, a stepping stone in the right direction for the Cavaliers out west this week. And then the alley, Old Miss clipping Mississippi State. We talk about Rosang and Amari Avery and Ingrid Lindblad. Andrea Lignell wins again. She's finished first, second, and first this fall. Clearly now on the radar at this point, one of the three or four best players in the country, purely on results. In the front runner for the Annika Award, I think you could argue. I mean, Rose Zhang has a win in a T12. Um, I, I would put, even though the schedule, although the schedule has been tough. I mean, they've played. I mean, they've played events where they've had to go out and beat really quality teams. So, if I had to vote today, which you know, sounds weird to say, but um, she voting the- for the Annika Award in October, but yeah. she would be she would be it. So, and really cool you know, story. I mean, she's probably worth me doing a, a profile on at, at, at some point, just the fact that, you know, she's able to go from last year and, and really even before the NCAAs that they won, where she was kind of one of the heroes for them, just a player who really gets in her head more than, than most and has really had a negative impact on her results and her performance to then turn around and um, evolve and become a player who is winning tournaments and contending each and every time she tees it up. I mean, I, I think there's a bigger, bigger story there. So, um, so that's my, <laughs> that's my, my impetus to, to, to call Corey Hankus and uh, set something up to write something. She gave me a brief summary on the second tee at the blessings did coach Hankus asking Andrea and you sort of nailed it. She's grown up. She's matured. She's learned not to beat herself up of, you know, a bad swing, a bogey. And she said the evolution has has simply been exceptional and the results have backed it up. As we promised, Ludwig Aberg from Texas Tech going to join us moments from now on College Golf Talk, the Big 12 match play where his Red Raiders took care of Oklahoma. Uh, Overall takeaways from uh, the the results because, there's a lot going on at that Big 12 match play, and I think all the coaches love it. A chance it's, to get reps for these kids. It's a lot going on. It's kind of confusing. I, I think the format is a little confusing. Um, I guess each team gets one by in terms of they don't play a session. There's all this whole differential and match points. But I looked on the, the team leaderboard or the standings at one point, and Oklahoma – was like listed behind Oklahoma state and they had more points, like more match points, but fewer total points. I just didn't understand it. But anyways, I digress. Big moment for Texas tech last week, they debut as the number one team in golf stat. Then they go out and they beat Oklahoma in the final. I think, and I'm curious to ask Ludwig about this too. Texas tech has always been to me, the fourth beetle. In, in a sense, in the past few years. I mean, we talked so much about Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Texas Tech has done nothing but be a consistent top five, top 10 program for the last, gosh, I mean, five, six, maybe even more than that. Um, so big moment for them. I can't help but point out Oklahoma, who, by the way, is 16th right now in golf stats. So I actually had them overranked in the preseason. But secondly, 76 hole differential. The next closest was Texas Tech at 28. So though Oklahoma was second, I think you could argue that they played the best. Um, 
out, out of anyone those six sessions. And that's pretty dominant. Um, so have to, you know, have to, um, you know, tip my cap to them, you know, for that performance. I think, uh, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this spring. Um, they might not, not win, but I think coach Hibble is going to have this, this team playing really well by the time we get to April. But it's the red Raiders getting the job done. And we'll see if this is maybe the year they see it all through to the finish line in a national championship at Greyhawk. And as promised, Ludwig Aberg, the leader of the Red Raiders, joining us this week on College Golf Talk. Always appreciate the time, my friend. Good to see you. And we were just discussing, Brentley and I, about the Big 12 match play. What does a win like that do for you, not only as a team, but individually for all those guys to get those match play experiences? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun. Good morning, by the way. Um, it's it's such a great tournament. Like We were talking about it throughout the week, and um it's kind of like you're coming down the last couple of holes of a of a big tournament every time you play a match so it's such good um practice for playing all the bigger events um you know you're one down with three to go and you need to make something happen or you're two up and you got five holes left and you need to kind of kind of maneuver how to how to get into the last couple of holes so you know it's a it's a great event big 12 is probably one of the better um conferences so that the, the, the competition that we play against Texas, against Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, just to name a few, is, is incredible. So for us to, you know, get away with a win is, is always going to boost our program. Bigger picture, how did you end up in Lubbock, Texas, and why was Texas Tech the place for you? Um, well, I got um, – so I played a bunch of these junior events in Europe. We played British boys, uh, European team boys. Um, and I had coach coming over recruiting me. There's been, you know, historically a lot of Scandinavians on the team before. So I didn't necessarily know him that well before, but um, but it was it was easier for me to kind of acclimate. And, you know, I could get some inside information from them, how they, you know, perceive everything in, in Lubbock. And, uh, you know, it's it's been great. I would not want to be anywhere else. Um, I love Texas Tech. I was doing a little bit of research on you and discovered that golf may have not have been your first love. Could you just explain <laughs> the sport that, that really captured your heart early and just how good you were uh, at, at soccer? Yeah. So I played soccer growing up or I call it football, but I, uh, we call it soccer over here. So, football, you know, soccer, that was the thing. football, soccer, same thing. Um, <laughs> but you know, that was, that was what I, I still love playing and watching. Um, but that was the first love that I had in sports. Um, I played ever since I remember it. I was probably five, six years old when I started playing for a team. And um, so football was more of a, a all year round. So golf was for the summer and then fall, winter, spring, when it, when it got colder in Sweden, you know, we could go inside and we, put, we played football. Um, and, and I was kind of like debating whether I wanted to go uh, probably when I was 14, 15, something like that, um, if I wanted to play keep keep playing soccer if I wanted to kind of switch gears and play golf because um, I didn't start playing tournaments in golf until I was probably 14 13 some of 14 13 something like that so it's like for me it wasn't late but as I've you know talked to other people they kind of see it as a little late um, but you know I, I still enjoy it I watch it as much as I can I still keep track of you know my teams back home and, uh, and and some of the teams I watch in England as well so it's fun now, I also saw you're a Liverpool fan, so we'll 
we'll give you yeah, a pass on time. that. But uh, does, <laughs> does Coach Sands let you play soccer right now? Like, if you want to go play for your intramural mm. team or or something, does he um, does he kind of give you freedom with that? Not really. I mean, it's all on. You know, you want to stay fit. You want you don't want to get stupid injuries and and that kind of stuff. So you you try to be a little careful and cautious. Um, but you know, just go out. We have a massive um, practice facility at in Lubbock, so we can always go out and we can you know shoot some passes and whatever. So it's fun. I think I really want to see Board Skogan kick a soccer ball. You know, he's actually cool. not too bad. Like he grew really? up playing as well, so he's actually not too bad. He's, <laughs> he's a big guy, maybe not the athletic type. Um, see, but, I could know, see good. him in the back. I could see him in the back, Ludwig. Maybe a sweeper. Yeah. I can't see him making a, 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 a yeah. 100%. He's a big yeah. guy. He could be a 100%. goalie. Um, but yeah. speaking of speaking of a little funny looking, um, I was also looking at some old photos of you playing golf, and mm-hmm. you're wearing. I think you would call it a fedora. Did you wear that fedora a lot when you played golf? It was like a little hat. Um, looks what? like the toaster strudel kid. Little fedora. <laughs> uh. You know what? Maybe. Um, I haven't really I, I guess I wore a hat a little bit when I was younger just to like protect from the sun. You know, being from mm-hmm. up north, you try to be a little careful with your sun and your skin. It was like uh, one of those little straw hats, you know, the little fedora. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know you what? Go. I used to I used to wear that like vacations and stuff. It was kind of nice. <laughs> with me and my Have family. you worn that since? Have you worn that in mm-hmm. the last decade? No, I haven't I haven't worn it in 10 years probably well that's your challenge next tournament try mm-hmm. to wear a fedora i think that would uh that would That'd get be, the uh, uh, people on twitter going that, that would be a challenge all right looper Ludwig, we're gonna get you back on the rails here brentley <laughs> is taking you in a completely different direction uh let's talk about pga tour you third year of this initiative what impact mm-hmm. have you seen obviously you're right in the mix to to lock up some status uh, come next May after the NCAs, but how has it impacted you and maybe what inspiration have you drawn from some of those that have already made it to the PGA tour through that program? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic program. I think for everyone, you know, first off, it gives you an incentive to stay in school for four years, uh, which maybe before was a little bit up in the air. Um, but now, you know, you want to stay in school um, and it's just a, great kind of gateway to turning professionals because turning professional it's it's a tough kind of deal to do and it's it's going to be a hard time to acclimate to being pro and um and you know just to be able to kind of have something from your amateur career uh building onto your early start in your pro career you know it's incredible and i think everyone who is a part of this um has done a great job i am very fortunate to be able to um to have this as my last year and to have this program as a, you know, as a gateway to turning pro. Um, and I think it's just going to benefit everyone who's a part of it. Now there's some benefits after you graduate college, of course, but there's also one that's going to be handed out here just in a couple of weeks. And that'll be the uh, sponsor exemption into the DP world tour event in, du- in Dubai. I think it's the Dubai desert classic still, um, but mm-hmm. you were actually supposed to play this event last year on a sponsor's <laughs> invite. Can you just explain one why you weren't able to play, and then two, mm-hmm. how cool and how important would it be for you to keep your number one ranking for a few more weeks and get that return ticket back to Dubai? Yeah, so I was uh, I was supposed to play last year. Um, I had 
I had a flight. I had everything kind of sorted out. I had practice tea times. I had all this, you know, my, my mom and my sister was going to come down as well and watch me. And uh, I had my, my national team coach from Sweden was going to come down. And all I needed to do was to get a negative COVID test um, literally the day before I left from uh, Lubbock. And so I went in, I got tested. Uh, we did it at the football facility here at Tech. And I get a call from uh, the guy who was in charge of the test. He goes, dude, you're, you're positive. And I'm like, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's nothing I could do about it. It was just really, really, really bad timing. Um, so, you know, I was just put in a hotel for, I can't remember, eight, seven days, something like that to recover and, and that kind of stuff. But it was really, you know, I felt bad for my mom and my sister. They still went down there. Um, they, I think they watched like two hours of golf. Maybe they're not that interested in golf, um, but they got a, they got a really good, um, vacation out of it um i didn't i stayed in <laughs> lubbock at a hotel just for me me and myself um so that kind of sucked but uh but yeah i mean it, it would be really cool to be able to uh, go down there in, in late january of next year and and kind of get my little revenge i guess um just try to stay positive or negative i'm sorry in the, in the what do you do aspect. for what do you do for seven to eight days in a hotel? Now, I understand a couple of days ago, you guys missed your flight coming back from Houston. You had to drive eight hours. So what do you yeah. do for eight hours in a van or seven to eight days in a hotel? What are some things that you like to do? So when I was in, uh, I'm not a big, you know, I don't play a lot of PlayStation, that kind of stuff. But I actually, I have a PlayStation right here. So I, I brought it to the hotel and I played a bunch of FIFA. Um, and that just kind of, you know, made the time go a little bit faster. but you can't really do too much. Like you're literally stuck in a room. Um, so you just got to make the best out of it. You know, talk to your friends, parents, girlfriends, um, and just try to like keep yourself busy, I guess. Did, did you chip and putt in the room? Cause I've, I've done, that I had before. my clubs and I putted, I putted a little bit actually. Um, I was like contemplating whether like put up my mattress and stuff so I could hit balls, but you know, <laughs> that'd be too, I've seen too many videos. That'd be too where, much. Where that'd be, I, mean, I could just see everything kind of go wrong. So I didn't want to do that. <laughs> All right. It was a year ago, Ludwig, about this time that we had Rose Zhang on. Top ranked women's amateur player in the world. Best player in college golf. And Halloween was around the corner. So I want a great Halloween story from you. Maybe a costume you wore. But perhaps <laughs> more importantly, your favorite candy. I know when you go to Sweden... The candy is remarkable. I remember a story Henrik Stenson shared with me years ago. Mm -hmm. He just he said I would bring a suitcase of candy back to the U.S. So give me give me a Halloween story and give me your top three candies. So it's funny because um, I'm actually so my birthday is October 31st. Um, oh, so so, so when birthday. I grew up, thank you. Thank you. So when I grew up, like Halloween wasn't that is it's not that big a thing. Like it's massive over here in the States um, that you go trick or treating and, and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't as big, but uh, growing up, but then I came over here and I realized, oh, like people are really, you know, putting time and effort and costumes and money and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's been really cool to uh, obviously last year I played in the PGA Tour event in Bermuda on my birthday. That was really cool. Um, and then two years ago, I was in a COVID quarantine, so that wasn't as cool. Um, so hopefully this year we can do something else. Um, it's on a Monday this year, so just try to, like, celebrate it with my friends and, and my girlfriend's coming over as well. So, um, but, yeah, my candy, candy, oof, 
Um, I'm actually like I love candy. Don't get me wrong, but I, I love ice cream more. I'm more of an ice cream guy. Mm. Um, so you know, every time I go back, I try to get some ice cream. Um, but we have some really good chocolate back home that I'm missing. Absolutely. Did you know that Vincent Norman used to work in a candy store as a kid? Did you ever buy ice cream or anything from him? You think back in the day? He did. Yeah, probably. He was, I mean, he, if he worked in the ice cream store, or is it? He's like they had store? ice cream and candy. Yeah, they had yeah, ice cream probably. candy. Yeah. Yeah, I was. So we call him the uh, we uh, call him the uh, candy man. So when he wins, <laughs> you know, the candy man can he can win. Yeah. So you have to give him a hard time <laughs> about that. That's Ludwig, do you see what I have to deal with week in, week out, working with yeah. Brentley? Yeah, I need it's fun help. though, isn't it? That is fun. So fun. It is fun. But Ludwig, <laughs> if you need a costume idea, I don't know how quickly yeah. you can grow a beard, but uh, you can be Steve Burkowski um, if you start now. So you got a week to nine days to grow I'm the beard it's out. Not growing that fast. I wish it was growing a little bit faster, but it's not. You want to set the bar much higher than trying to dress up like me. I can assure you. We could go on forever. I know your time is short. Ludwig, always good to catch up. Really appreciate it. Congrats on a great fall. Stay healthy and uh, continue it throughout the spring. Look forward to watching you guys uh, try to make another run at Greyhawk in the NCAA championships. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. You got it, Ludwig Aberg from Texas Tech, one of the very best college players, Brentley, one of the best amateurs in the world. A lot of fun. I'm giving you credit. You've, you've been bringing the heat with Michael Thorbjornsson and David Ford. Now, Ludwig Aberg joining us. The guests continue to flock to College Golf Talk. We appreciate everyone for tuning in for another edition. For Brentley, I'm Berka. We'll see you next time right here on College Golf Talk.